Hey fellow entrepreneurs, welcome to Buckets and Boomgates with Kim White and Carrie Zarb, where you get to be the fly on the wall in weekly conversations that are designed for you, the entrepreneur. Business can be hard, and doing it alone is even harder. That is why in this show, these two business owners will share across the globe what they have experienced so you can get serious results while having fun in your business. It's now time to join today's conversation with Kim and Carrie. So, Kim, I have a magical crystal ball. Ooh. I get to see it, Carrie? It's right here. Can't you see it? Here's my crystal ball. Um, I know that I'm supposed to be able to see across the screen, but I'm not seeing it, Carrie. Oh, wait, hang on a second. I actually, <laughs> I don't believe in crystal balls. I don't believe in being able to see the future. What do you believe in, Carrie? I believe we have a future. And sometimes I actually believe we could almost be faced with some choices for our path and almost like a little fork in the road. If I go this way, this might happen. If I go that way, that might happen. Or I could go the other way and something completely different will happen. Harry, I'm pretty sure I think that there's millions of forks in the road. <laughs> I agree. I almost see it like a, a little system of paths and probably in the millions, to be honest, that what if I had done this two years ago? What if I had done that five years ago? What if I do this next year, like all these different options and different tracks we can go on, particularly as entrepreneurs? But Carrie, that's past. That's not future. Yep. Thinking back to what I could have done is not looking towards the future. It's looking in the rearview mirror. Correct. So how do we stop looking in the rearview mirror and look out the windshield? Well, Kim, I think that can come down to... What can we do today that's going to step us in the right direction? And what direction do we want? I think that's the biggest one for me, Carrie, mm -hmm. is recognizing that whatever that decision is needs to be tied to what I really want instead of just what I want for right now. And Kim, you raise a really interesting point there because I think a lot of us, sometimes we get I don't want to use the word stuck, but I almost feel like we just happen to do the right now too often because we're, we're looking at now, we're looking at what can I do today that's going to impact tomorrow and what if what I do today impacts tomorrow and then next week after I've done X, Y, C, then I'll get this and then I'll do that and, and we just keep going and going and going and one of the things that you and I have spoken about a little bit lately, Kim, is the to-do list and ticking those boxes and getting, getting stuff done. But we come back to, well, is that taking us down the right path? Is that really going to give us what we want long term? So, Carrie, I think this is a spicy conversation, by the way. <laughs> I love spicy. It, it could be a, a little bit spicy, yes. Well, one of the things I will tell you, Carrie, that I've made decisions most of my life based on what I thought I wanted in the moment. Like it was very short-sighted 
I will call it decisions because I didn't know, I didn't know better. And while we can't tell the future, at least I can't, Carrie, and you're saying you can't. We, so we together can't tell the future. We can also see if something is going to get us what we actually want. We can look down the road far enough to recognize if I take this path, if I make this choice, if I do this thing, it's actually going to take me away from what I want, or it's going to move me toward what I really want. So I do think there's a way to not predict the future, but a way to walk towards the future you want. So Kim, what you're saying is we can kind of build build our own path rather than getting to that fork in the road and having to make that decision of picking A, B, C or D or, you know, left, right, up, down, around, whatever that looks like. We can start to, maybe it's time to build our own road. Maybe it's time to actually look at, and, and where's that road going to go? What do, we, what do we want it to look like rather than going on a path that maybe someone else has been on and is telling us that this is the path and this is the, the guided way and when you get to the end, there's the pot of gold, the, the rainbow type of thing. So maybe building our own path is a, a better choice. So, Carrie, you bring up something very important to entrepreneurs is there's not a formula. Everybody's looking for the like diet pill that works so they don't have to eat right. Everybody wants the easy button for business so they don't have to do the things they don't want to do. Everybody's looking for the quick, easy, fast, hurry like solution. But I am going to tell you, Carrie, while that that seems very enticing. You can create something that's not actually what your business or you need. And I will tell on myself, you know, and I've mentioned it before, I created an entire business wrapped around what I thought I wanted short term. That was taking my, literally taking my life. I was stressed out, working way too many hours, doing way too many things. And while the success part looked great on the outside, the cost was too great to me personally. I'm not sure if I would still be here today if I had continued down that path because of short-sighted wanting something. I'm very good at getting what I want. I'm very good at setting a goal and making it happen. But that was probably one of the biggest lessons for me, Carrie, about I needed to get clearer I don't believe you can steer a parked car. I believe you do have to walk down a path to get clearer. I think that's where clarity comes is in moving or in coffee time, like we talk about with, you know, thinking through things. But I do think that there's a certain amount of motion or movement we have to have to start recognizing if we want the outcome of what we're doing or not. And that business, Carrie, was, was a great example of me not being clear enough and like the consequences of that, because there are consequences to all of our choices, repercussions for all of them. And I think that that business taught me the biggest, le one of the biggest lessons in my life was, is that what I really want? 
is that what I really want? I couldn't travel. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything because it was all dependent on me being there to to do the things. And that's not what I wanted. But I didn't stop to think about that when I was busy doing the things to get it. And Kim, today's episode and, and this question that that we're posing and putting on the table and unpacking together reminds me also a little bit of relationships. When we're younger or when I was younger, there was this ideal scenario where you grew up and you found your forever partner and you got married and you bought a house and you had kids. And even even before that, when you think about just having a boyfriend, sometimes they fit the mold. They fit the mold that you think you should have because maybe they're successful, they're really nice to you, like they've got a good family, they've got a great circle of friends, like they they tick all the boxes. However, if you're not attracted to them or there's not that automatic chemistry there and the relationship is somewhat forced, it reminds me of clarity because, well, I should get clear. I should find my thing and I should know what it is and it and it should just happen and same as the boyfriend like well he ticks all the boxes so why can't he be Mr. Right? Why can't he be why can't he be my forever partner? The chemistry is missing. Similar to with the clarity, the passion is missing. If we're not clear about what we want to do and what we love to do and what we're genuinely passionate about versus ticking the boxes to do the thing that we think we should do. I don't know. That's, it's, it's just how I'm putting it together in my head at, at this very moment in this conversation, Kim. It just reminds me of the boyfriend that ticks all the boxes that should be the forever partner, but they're just not. So this is an excellent analogy, Carrie, because, and I might get a little too spicy for this one, Carrie. <laughs> I feel like it's a good analogy because of a couple of different things. One is you do need to have passion for like what business you're going to marry. Like that is an important part. You have to believe in it yourself. You have to get clear about what you want from it and all of that. But I am going to tell you that sometimes we have what I'm going to call practice boyfriends. We don't know as teenagers or young people exactly what we want. We don't have any idea. So sometimes we end up with somebody for a season that shows us what we don't want. Like sometimes that's what happens. And I feel like businesses are the same. We have practiced businesses sometimes where it's, we think we want it. It's like the business I was talking about. We think we want it. It ticked all the boxes, Carrie. It was very successful looking from the outside, but it was not the right thing. And it was one of the hardest and one of the best decisions I ever made to not stay with that practice business or not stay with that practice boyfriend. <laughs> it was, it was definitely definitely a good decision, but it was hard, Carrie. It was hard to know and be okay with I needed to get clearer. And Kim, that's a really good point because I think a lot of people almost get to that point where they're doing the thing, they've started a business, and maybe we've tried it and and maybe it didn't turn out how we wanted and maybe it didn't end up being 
as much fun as it was going to be or maybe the thing that we're involved with, something's changed in that industry or something's changed with us. Like I think a lot of people then still persist when they like they don't have to. You, you can change your path. You can pick something else. Just because you've built the thing doesn't mean that you have to stay there. And yes, maybe it takes a little bit of planning and a little bit of strategy. And I don't recommend to anyone out there tuning in to drop the thing now and and just go and do, you know, <laughs> a, a huge hiatus of soul searching. But sit down and have those thoughts, you know, really sit down and, and give yourself that opportunity to think about either before you've started the thing, what you want to do, dip your toe in the water, try things. I don't think any of us get to our place where we feel we truly belong in our business without having tried other things. I've tried so many other things, Kim, like the list would be very, very long in different industries, you know, products and services and all kinds of things. Had I not done those things, would I be sitting here now in the business that I love now? Probably not. And Kerry, you bring up something else too with that is the clarity comes through trial and error a lot of times. It comes through time. It comes through seasons. It comes through learning things that you didn't know when you started. Like I didn't know that I didn't want that business for reasons that I could not have known until I had it. Like there were some things that I would not have ever figured out pre deciding that. But there were signs along the way that I think I ignored. And one of those, and I just want to point this one out, if you want to travel and you have a business that's completely locked into an office somewhere that you can't leave town, that's a real good sign. You're, it's disconnected. You're not clear about it. If you want to not work in, like, let's say weekends, if that's really a goal of yours, but you take a, you know, you build a business that's only on Saturdays, that's going to be a disconnect. That's going to be something that is not, is not going to work for what you want. So clarity, I believe, comes with looking at what does it mean if this is successful, not just can I make it successful, but if we get to that other side and it's successful, am I going to want to travel every single weekend all year long? Am I going to want to be home all the time? Am I going to want to be, you know, and you can fill in the blank for all your wishes and things, but think about how you want it to look if you are successful. If time and money and all of those things is not part of the you know, worries that you have when you're starting, those are the things you worry about. But if none of that is part of the worry, would you choose that? Would you choose that thing? And sometimes, Carrie, we have to do businesses along the way to feed our family or to pay the bills or whatever it is. So we don't want anyone to think we're saying don't do those things. We just were asked the question, about clarity. How long does it take? Well, so far I'm 56, Carrie, and I'm still working towards getting clearer and clearer. Now, I think I have a pretty sweet life, but I am going to say I still think I get clearer all the time. I think it just is something is a lifetime 
thing of what what is it we need to get clear about? And Kim, I think you just can't force it either. Similar to what I said about the boyfriend, you know, ticking the boxes, like just because there's boxes ticked on an idea of something doesn't mean it's right, doesn't mean it's the right thing for us right now. And that can change, as you said, Kim, about, you know, at, in different seasons of our life, if we want to do different things, change is okay to suit our life and what we want out of our life. But again, I come back to you just can't force it. You can't sit there and and squeeze your head and go, okay, I need to get clear. That's it. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to sit here until I get clear. It doesn't work like that. You have to live. You have to go in the motions. You have to have heaps of coffee, lots of coffee, <laughs> and let it come. It has to come to you. I know it sounds a little bit woo-woo, and I was talking about the crystal ball earlier, and I don't, I'm not a um, magical, mythical kind of person in, in that respect, but it does need to come to you because it will. If you let it, if you try and force it, it'll actually slow it down. And that's my opinion. I think so too, Carrie. And I think I think this is an and also. And we can look down the road and see what we think will happen. Like if you go to someone who's already built a business and they're having success with it, a lot of times you can find out things you would not have known had you gone through the process. So I think it was Shalene Johnson that told the story about a ski clothing um, venture that she was going to go on. And she didn't know all the parts to it. And she was all excited because it sounded glamorous and it sounded all of that stuff. And then when she found out what it really looked like on the other side, the getting the clothing lines done, the, you know, getting them made, getting them um, taken to the stores, getting them all of those kind of things, she realized that didn't fit with her raising her kid. That didn't fit with her being with her family. So I feel like she inspired me probably, I don't even know when that conversation was, probably 15 years ago. I don't know, maybe 20 years ago. But that inspired me to to do like business shadowing. I think there is something about doing business shadowing that you might take a, a J-O-B, you might have a job somewhere as you're trying to figure out what you want to do for a business that you can learn from. You can learn either how to do something or how not to do something even and learn what you like and don't like so that you can lean into those things. Now, Carrie, do you like everything you do for your business? Oh, no. I don't either. No. But I will say this, I like most of what I do and the other things are just to keep us on track. Like, that's the other thing. We can delegate a lot of things when we get to that place. So that's another thing, too. If you really don't like something, you can delegate it eventually. But I will say that that knowing what you like, knowing what you don't like, knowing what your really your priority is, if it's your family and you're spending one hour a week with your family, mm, I'm going to question if that's really your priority. And what do you want with it? Like, what do you want your business to actually turn out to be like? Is it you want to be with your family? Is it you want to, you know, travel? Is it you want to stay still? Is it 
because money is not the answer. Businesses have to make money to stay in business, but just making millions of dollars is not part of your health, your well-being. There's just a lot more to it, Carrie. I think so too, Kim. And you know that that myth of money money buys you happiness and money can make you happy and and all those. No, no, it it no, not a thing. And going back to what you said before about, you know, shadowing and, and getting involved in businesses and, and see it from the inside. Forget the Instagram facade. Mm-hmm. Forget that that external image that we are delivered through social media and all the different platforms. Actually getting behind the scenes somewhere to see what happens. Get in, get deep and, and, and get your hands dirty and find out more about it with some research is really going to tell you. But Kim, you also mentioned and, and questioned me, you know, do I love everything in my business? Well, I really don't. But I actually do believe if every entrepreneur knew all the things that they were going to be faced with and all of the things that they wouldn't like, if there was a survey or a test that you had to pass in order to become an entrepreneur, we'd all fail. We, we would all fail the test. There would be no businesses and no entrepreneurs because <laughs> there's always going to be things that you don't like, but it does come down to the things that you do enjoy and the things that you do love outweigh those, those negative things. So I think that that makes the difference when you truly get clear and find what you do love, it it just offsets it completely. And it, and like you said, Kim, you can get to that point of delegating it. And until you get to that point, you have moments where you've got to put your big girl pants on and suck it up and do it anyway. So there's that. <laughs> well, Carrie, I can give you a thing that happened to me like in the last few years. Um, my mom had like fallen and broken her hip and, and she was having all kinds of struggles. She was in the hospital, multiple surgeries, like different things. And I knew I wasn't capable at that point, health-wise, mental-wise, like all the things to even be there for her in the right way. Let me just like put that out there. And I literally took two years off of business completely. I took two years to figure out some, some more clarity because that's the thing is it's another thing. Now, not everybody can do that. And I'm, we're not suggesting you have to do that to get clear. But I just want to give the example of by doing that, I had an opportunity to step away and miss what I liked doing, what I loved doing. And when I came back, I was so much clearer on what I liked and what I loved I stick to that. It gave me the opportunity to say, you know what? Even when it's hard, even when it's messy, this is my favorite thing. And I think that drives you in a different way. I think clarity drives you in a different way. Some people love to build businesses that they sell. Like that's, that is, that is not them doing something out of what they love. It's just the way they do what they love. For me, I love community. I love people. I love the humany parts. Even when it gets really messy and 
people aren't getting along or somebody acts ugly, whatever it is, I still love people. I still want to be in the middle of community. So knowing that makes it very easy for me to know I do not want to go sit in an office all by myself and do something. That's very clear. Like, it's very clear. I can make better decisions the clearer I get. But Carrie, that's just, I mean, that's an example from real life of coming back to mastermind and community and all of those things. I love it when I know it's the day that we're going to have mastermind or we're going to do even podcasting things. I'm excited to like get here. I'm excited to do the things. So that doesn't mean I like everything about running the business, but I do love those parts and that that makes the other things okay. And Kim, it is about, and, and that's a great example of finding the balance, but also taking that break and realizing how much you missed it. And obviously the break was needed and it was a, a probably a tough decision that you had to make at the time, but then coming back would have been like I can I can just imagine what that would have been like. That would have that would have definitely been like really exciting to come back fresh and clear and and but like you said, we're we're always on the journey. Like we're always gonna continue to get clear and and have more and more light bulb moments, maybe less crystal balls. <laughs> but but yeah, we always if we give ourselves that opportunity to recognize that there's not that point that you reach and be okay with that. Accept that and and don't again, I, I keep coming back to the when we when we try and force these things, we can't and it and it doesn't help us. So yeah, I think, wow, great conversation, Kim. I think it's incredible to have conversations with you. And I think that this is another example of Maybe we say things different because we're from different parts of the world, but it really is something that you and I connected on. And part of that was our clarity, though. Mm -hmm. Part of that was we were clear about what we wanted out of life. And and that to me is super sexy. Like that to me is important is to surround yourself with people who will point things out. Surround yourself with people who will give you real feedback. I think it's important for you to get clarity to understand that it's not a one-time event. It's an ongoing, lifelong, you get clearer and clearer. And with clarity comes speed. If you really get clear about something, things speed up really quickly because you're able to see the steps more clearly to get you towards what you want. So that's that's my last little two cents, Carrie. Well, my final 20 cents into the tin or the bucket, into the bucket, my, my, last, the bucket. <laughs> my last 20 cents in the bucket, Kim, is that we are, this is episode 25. So we have recorded 25 episodes of the Buckets and Boom Gates podcast that took over two years to have its own clarity for us both to be ready to come to the table at the right time with the right podcast name for the right purpose and the right conversations, and, and we're still working it out. So we're only 25 in, and we've got a long way to go, and I think that's, that's a little bit of 
living proof of clarity right there. I think so too, Carrie. And happy 25. Woohoo, 25. Happy 25. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kim, let's hop out of here and we will chat to everybody next week. Love y'all. Thank you for joining Kim and Carrie in today's conversation of Buckets and Boomgates. Don't forget to follow the show to be the fly on the wall for future episodes. And they can't wait to chat with you next week.